When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Masters of the Air by Story Archives. I'm your host, Mario Busto, alongside... The other host, Zachary Newton. Welcome back. We're back with part six of Masters of the Air. And what I believe is my personal favorite episode of the season so far, uh, going places that I wasn't expecting the show to go. Uh, We cover pretty much our new protagonist, or... One of the new protagonists in Rosie, who's uh, spending his time at, what is it called? Coombe House or Comb House, one of those two. Yeah. And uh, kind of reminds me of Downton Abbey. If you ever watched that show, there's a period in there, uh, spoiler alert, where they do welcome in some soldiers who are trying to kind of take some, either be uh, treated by nurses or taking some downtime uh, to recover from some of the PTSD of the war. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also catch up with Crosby, who's somewhat doing the same. He's representing the 100th um, squadron uh, in this sort of conference going on at Oxford University. And then, of course, uh, we round out the episode with Bucky Egan, who has been taken prisoner. Well, not at the beginning of the episode, but he is hunted down by German civilians who are not as kind as the ones who uh, Quinn ran into in Belgium. And he's immediately reported to Nazis who take him prisoner and just kind of the most miraculous story you can imagine um, going on. You know, the, the whole time you're watching it, you're figuring, okay, he had to survive to a certain degree here because how else are we getting this story? Yeah. Um, but just the miracle that he wasn't killed amongst the other uh, group of people he was with that were killed, uh, pretty much beaten to death by civilians and then finished off by, you know, Nazi grave diggers. I don't know what those people were, but... Um, <laughs> Pretty eye-opening, somber episode the entire time, and really feels like the show has settled into its groove in terms of the story the stories they're trying to tell through this uh, series. What do you think, Zach? I completely agree with you. I had the same thought as well about the Downton Abbey. I actually, I do remember watching the episode. I think you're referencing, um, you know, where you, you got everybody just kind of in this home, kind of taking it easy, relaxing, recovering a little bit. Um, so it was interesting to see that. I did I, I really do like this episode. Like the big pivot from just this massive aerial assault that we keep seeing every episode now to this up close and personal feel, which I mean honestly is why I love Band of Brothers so much. Like like that's one of the things that I just loved about the show. Everything was really personal. You're up close into the action, you're seeing things going on. And it's just it's crazy because it never goes the way you think it's gonna go. Uh, and that, that's no. really that's really what happens here a lot. I mean, to the point where these guys are taken, you know, prisoner. They're literally the, the German military lets the the civilians beat the crap out of them, kill most of them. I don't I don't know how Bucky survived. He, he's just he's lucky. You know, uh, you hit on a good point there. I think the reason an episode like this um, feels as good as it does it's because it's almost like. You played, um, have you ever played like a very stressful video game? 
Oh God. You know, yeah. last, last the first of one us. that came to mind of, of this example. Yeah. Last of us. Anytime in last of us, you had, it felt, it feels like they'd give you like these breaking, these chapter breaks where you knew that this was just like a combat free zone. Mm -hmm. You weren't going to have clickers running at you, diving at you the entire time. Uh, no people like whistling in the dark. I mean, uh, those periods were like just a respite in the in the in the midst of all the chaos. And this episode very much feels like that. You know, yeah. every single episode so far has just been mission after mission after mission. People dying by just the dozens or the hundreds, like last episode. Mm -hmm. And this one really takes the time to kind of take us out of the airbase. We're almost not in the airbase at all in this episode. Only towards the end. Um, in certain snippets, do we get glimpses of the of the airbase? And this one was just completely about these characters. You know, Rosie has fought, uh, has has done three missions, and you can totally understand where he's coming from. Where he's essentially feels like a drummer who's in the middle of a drum solo, as he as he's explaining to Doctor Houston at this, mm -hmm. some point in this episode. And he's saying like, you don't interrupt a drum soloist in the middle of his solo and then expect him to bounce back five days later to jump right back in where he left off without missing a note. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's how he feels, you know, he's gone wheels up, wheels down three times in a row and he feels like he's hit a groove, you know? Yeah. And to take him out of that, he just felt like it was one of those things. But towards the end, I think he realizes that it's not just about him. It's not just about the way he feels because he starts to see how the other guys are taking this and just what kind of um, what kind of good this sort of place does, like this recreational house does for these men who have watched their friends die uh, or just facing death every single day as they as they go up. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I get both perspectives of that, though. I feel like it's it's probably, at least in my mind, I would imagine more rare um, that you're the the person that kind of feels like you got the groove. Like, all right, I got the reps under my belt. Like, I I wanna I wanna keep going while while I'm still warm. I don't want to get rusty on this and slip up. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I I mean, I I think the majority of people, if if I were there, I feel like I'd be like, all right, this is just brutal. Like, need a break. Um, so absolutely understand that. And I'm glad, I mean, I'm glad they got it. I'm glad they were able to kind of pause for a little I, bit. I understand. I, I get his way of thinking in terms of like, you just finish the damn job type of thinking. Mm -hmm. But, um, it, it's also one of those things where you have to manage for against, pretty much decide for him against it, like for his own good, against his will type of thing. Yeah. And that's why the doctor pretty much demands that he stays there for five days. Um, against his desires because he has to be able to balance that that life of going up on a mission and then taking it easy and uh, not going crazy. Uh, and we do know that he's going to play a massive part. We talked about Rosie a bit and we talked about his future. Uh, and he is one of the characters who, who does survive in this series um, because he does go on to become a prosecutor in the... Um, Oh my gosh, uh, we've talked. I literally just mentioned it um, in the previous episode, I believe. What the Nuremberg? Uh, the Nuremberg trials. Yeah. yeah, where he became a prosecutor there, where he was pretty much bringing Nazis to justice, right? Mm -hmm. And so we know how his story goes. So eventually, you figure uh, we do see in the snippets for the episode coming that he does get to the twenty-five mission mark. You know, I know that's spoilery, but we already talked about him surviving past the war. So, and yeah. I don't think it's necessarily, uh, at least not the way I approach a nonfiction show for the most part of kind of like what's going to happen. Although we do get one of those in this episode where we find out Buck's alive. Um, shockingly so. He is alive yeah. at um, this Stalag, Stalag Luft 3 in Sagan, Germany. And I, I honestly got to wonder, I mean, it's, 
this episode paints such a picture, right? Because you have Bucky a couple episodes back, he's walking through England and he sees the aftermath of a bombing in a city and a, and a yeah. woman taking her kid out of the rubble of what used to be her home. And then in this episode, the Germans almost on purpose uh, parade them through this town. It was 100% on purpose. Yeah. And to do, and they really do it so that these, these civilians pretty much get revenge on these guys or take out their anguish on these guys. And they kill four of them pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're still immediately uh, reminded of who and why this war is taking place in the first in the first place. Uh, so succinctly put by A.M. Westgate, Crosby's roommate in Oxford, in this episode where she says, "Bubbles dying wasn't your death; it was Adolf Hitler and his group of bullies who decided they should uh, rule the world. Yeah. And anybody who dies in this war is because of that." And it's, that's true. It really baseline comes down to that. Although the Americans bombed that German town and the Brits bombed that German town. There would be no bombing if there wasn't um, a provoking of that sort. And you have Rosie putting it pretty plainly too, where the doctor's questioning whether this war, like this is the way men should act. And he's like, well, we don't have a choice. If there's people who are being persecuted who can't defend themselves, mm-hmm. you, we have, someone has to step up and do something. So it's, you know, it's like standing up to the bully, so to speak. And yeah, you see it just so in plain sight, even Bucky being loaded into the cattle cars uh, where you see the... Um, I'm assuming concentration camp prisoners, Jews, yeah, Gypsies. I think you know, it was a bunch of, of bunch just, of Jews being trained yeah, trained much. to a concentration camp somewhere. Yeah, and I know there was more groups than than Jews who were uh, rounded up for the Holocaust as well. So you know, who knows who else was in the cattle car? Mm-hmm. But you know, you just see how barbaric and demonic it is. You know, really of of just that kind of thing, just being pushing humans into cattle cars, and that'll never get. Uh, n- that'll never not be shocking, you know. No, no. Um, you do. I, you know, I was thinking Bucky was gonna die like three or four times in this episode. Um, <laughs> and I'm not even saying if, if it's it's history. It's not a, it's not plot armor. So, um, there were camps like this at the end where the Stalag, where this is these are pretty much purely POWs in this camp, mm-hmm. and. Unless these guys make a break for it, I I don't know if the if the Germans broke the rules of war for every single Stalag. I don't think that they did because I think some of these POWs made it to the end of the war, but they were just in these Stalags until they were liberated, right? Yeah. Uh, but you do get the sense that these these guys are going to try to make a break for it uh, out of this place. Yeah. When when uh when we got to the point where Bucky uh, made it to the Stalag. And I mean, we, we ended up seeing, you know, Buck there, obviously, which was welcoming. I'm glad he's not dead. I mean, I don't, I don't want to see any of him dead, but oh, yeah. I really yeah, thought yeah. he was. So, I mean, it's nice to, hey, Bucky, nice, finally made it. Um, I, it, the, the show just kind of, I, my brain immediately went to Hogan's Heroes. Have you ever watched Hogan's Heroes? I have not. That's like from the 50s, right? Hogan's uh, 60s. I think it was like mid 60s, late 70s or, or mid 60s, mm-hmm. early 70s. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was you're like watching this these these POWs. I mean, it's 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 like a comedy sort of like show. It's it's, it's a little funny. It's it's lighthearted. It's like watching Mash, um, which is also a, an interesting one. But that's just where my head mm-hmm. went immediately. So I'm wondering, like, all right, what what's what's the plan to get out of here? You know how well, you know what's coming up next? I, I don't think that they're just gonna sit around. There, there's no way we're gonna have two of our main characters, you know, of this show just you know thrown it into a, a you know a prison camp essentially and 
stuck there the entire time. So I'm excited to kind of see this like sort of, I would assume the next two episodes or so being like a, I don't know, a planning and almost like a heist-esque episode where they kind of try to break out of there. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to kind of take a look at that. I'm expecting some sort of, uh, what's that Steve McQueen movie? Uh, I'm blanking on it. It's very famous. Um, I don't know. Where he's a prisoner of war. I will have to look it up. Oh, or... I'll look it up right now. The Great Escape. There uh, you are, yeah. I, I'm, I'm imagining uh, yeah. like the Great yeah. Escape happening uh, <laughs> in this. Like, we just got a bunch of POWs trying to uh, break out of this place. And you get those kind of vibes from Buck anyways, really. Buck and Bucky. Yeah. Very Steve McQueen, Steve McQueen vibes um, in this show. Let's talk about Crosby a little bit. Uh, he gets uh, roomed up with a with a woman who's serving. We still don't know what she does in the military. And I, I was curious to look her up, but I kind of want to just have her be a mystery mm-hmm. right now. But I'm sure we'll get a YouTube comment uh, telling us who she is, which we appreciate. Um, she seems pretty important or she seems pretty significant. And she definitely has a, a strong head on her shoulders. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the sense that Crosby was falling for her a little bit and her falling for Crosby a bit too. Because uh, it's kind of like when... I was if they would have gone back to the room together, there would have been an affair that occurred that in this episode for sure. Yeah. Um because these two are meeting each other in a low place, in a place where they both could die any day. And it's kind of just a different sort of scenario. And and they definitely have chemistry on screen as well. Although I was, you know, I think you forget because you don't get to see Crosby's wife on screen. So you don't get that sort of connection to their relationship yeah. that you were kind of like seeing, like, oh, you know, I like these two. But at the same time, you're like, yeah, it's it's better if Crosby doesn't go down this road. You know, yeah. I don't think, you know, a guy like Crosby, no. I don't know. I mean, I would imagine many people, um, you know, back then or, or in situations like this in general would, Which, would end yeah. up <laughs> going going up to the room. I mean, you're you're out in battle. It might be your last day. Like, I, I feel like I've heard so many stories about stuff like that. So, it wouldn't have surprised me if he did end up going up there. But I guess he's honorable. Oh no, he was going. If she if she didn't get called away for uh, for her orders, but you know you can't blame the guy. He's yeah. you know overseas in the middle of a situation where his best friend just got killed. You know he's facing death every single day. Yeah, uh, it's a bar. It's a, just a horrible place to be. I think you kind of just grab onto uh, wh- whoever's nearby, type of thing. You know, it's like what happened to Bucky when he goes to London on uh, on the on that trip. You know, he meets the was she Polish? Uh, Polish girl? I think so, yeah. I think she was the Polish girl. I was wondering the whole time, what does this girl do? What does Westgate do? Like, wh- what is her role in the army? Why are they bringing her orders that she has to go back? Like, she must be like this legendary figure. I, like, I have to look it up. Like, I don't know if I'll have the patience because I don't think we're going to see her again. I d- I, that was but, where um, my head was. Like, I don't, you know, yeah. even if she was a very important figure, I mean, it, it definitely seems like she's important in this show. Like, I, I think her appearance is just going to be brief. Like, we're going to, you know, meet her, move on. She helped, you know, I guess reveal something to to Crosby and then like that's gonna kinda be it. Well, if we go from here, I'm assuming we're gonna continue to see Rosie as as a central focus of the pilot side of things, right? Yeah. We'll also continue to see Crosby and him growing into the role of navigator. Um we're gonna obviously have the Buck and Bucky reunion here and hopefully an escape out of this Stalag. And maybe maybe some more uh, some fl- more flying missions. Although 
if I escape the style, like, I kind of just want to go home, man. Like, 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 (laughs) all right, guys, I'm done. (laughs) My plane blew up. I've been captured, beat the crap. Like, eh. yeah, they didn't, they didn't get info out of me. Like, I think I've served my country enough, (laughs) Uh, but you know. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but then you also might have extra fight in here. You're like, man, these bastards. I think you'd have extra fight, man. By the time you get back, you're going to want to freaking. Got to go back. Give me a bomb. Go crazy. Give me something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have be following him. We got to catch up with Quinn and see what happened to him. I would assume mm. he comes back and we figure out if that was a su- successful extraction out of France. Yeah, we haven't not. seen him for a couple episodes. Yeah, two episodes, right? We haven't seen. Yeah, him. I think it's been. I think it's been two. I mean, he's definitely time. He's due to be be in the next episode. So I'd imagine we're gonna get a peek there. You know what I do really like about um, you know, where the where the show is is going so far with with these more recent episodes is I did mention, yeah, it's more up close and personal, but now we're kind of getting to see a little bit more both sides. Like, you know, the first, I want to say maybe three episodes of this, uh, this show felt, felt very one-sided, at least in what we saw. Like, it was just like, all right, on a mission, dropping some bombs, doing the, but like, you never really got to see like, you know, the impact of things and, you know, like what some of those decisions like actually did do, um, you know, what, what, were the, what was the German perspective on a lot of these things? How were they acting? Um, so it's, it's kind of neat to be able to like see that and kind of compare and contrast, uh, I guess, both perspectives on, on the war here. Yeah, I think so. Although I do, I do think that the show hasn't given us any example of, I mean, look, like there's a lot of evil taking place in Germany. There's all good people who get caught up in that as well. Mm-hmm. The show hasn't shown us a, like anybody, any sort of empathy for like feeling bad for anybody here other than that walk through the city. But then quickly they kill these guys, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in cold blood. And it kind of makes you lose your empathy for them as well. So yeah. I think more than anything, what the show's illustrating is is just the profound like evil in, in like in the, you know, rounding up people, sending them to uh, concentration camps and rounding up POWs, shooting POWs in, in cold blood and not honoring like the, um, like pretty much wartime rules. If somebody surrenders, you're not supposed to kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're seeing that more and more. I also think that there's a historical significance whenever you have a show like this produced, right? Because yeah. so lightly nowadays in political sides, you have people throwing around the the term of calling somebody a Nazi or calling somebody Hitler, mm-hmm. like very lightly, you know, like they, they, for example, like calling Donald Trump Hitler. I mean, that's <laughs> the most bullshit thing ever. I mean, it, I mean, he was in office for four years, no, you know, no war. You know, and you're calling him Hitler. So I think we're losing a sense. And a show like this reminds you of, you know, the actual evil that occurred. I don't care if, you, if you're a Republican yeah. or a Democrat. I don't care. But you don't throw that shit around lightly because no. you're literally accusing somebody of rounding up humans, putting them in cattle cars, gassing them to death, working them till they were literal skeletons pretty much, and just killing people in cold blood. So, yeah. like, uh, if break it down to what it is, like, that's what it is when you name call like that. And I'll always bring up, the um because you have like your holocaust deniers now and i feel like you're seeing a lot about like you're you're seeing a lot of uh, anti-semitism now yeah you are i mean it i I feel like it's just it's more prevalent in today's society um and and to your point like when you when you can compare people to adolf hitler i i feel like a lot of people kind of draw out that comparison trying to think of like uh or trying to point out like the nationalism side of i guess individuals but Man, like you, 
you can't you can't point to to a a person like Adolf Hitler and not have to you know reference the rest. Like it's just horrible ruthlessness, just all out. All no, out. <laughs> I don't think I don't think people think it through. You know, yeah. I, you have to respect what people um, think or whatnot, but you also it's just such ignorance in in lots of ways too. I was saying before mm-hmm. I, I had like some something some pretty spicy some chicken tortilla soup for dinner. Oh, so nice! Some beautiful. pepper went down the wrong tube. <laughs> but you know I, you're seeing a rise in anti-Semitism right now with people like marching uh, against the October seventh, um, yeah, you know freaking Hamas attack over there. So you're seeing like anti-Semitism going crazy. Steven Spielberg uh, produces this um, mm-hmm. this show. He did Band of Brothers as well. And I've always told the story on Story Archives. You know the reason he did. Um, Schindler's List when he did it mm-hmm. was because at that time there was also a rise of like Holocaust deniers and people who were essentially like hating on Jews. So he was like, I, you know, I have a responsibility to almost make this. And I think it was Francis Ford Coppola. It was a famous director who approached him. Maybe Martin Scorsese. It was, it was a, another famous director who pretty much said like, you got to make this. Like this is, this is yours. So I don't, I, I have to look up that bit of trivia, but yeah, you know, just a little bit of you know, it's hard not to think about modern day times when you watch a show like this, because I think we think we're so far away from another global war and we're really not, you know, at any moment we could be pulled into a global war, you yeah. know, whether it's um, whatever it is, whether it's a Taiwan conflict, whether it's, you know, Russia going, you know, into another country, I don't, yeah. whatever it could be, we're not as far as we think, you know. Hey, you have, do you have AT&T? No, I don't. Anymore. This isn't an ad, but like if you have AT&T like, like I do, you lost your cell phone last week for pretty much like eight hours, right? Uh, there was SOS, like you can't use your cell phone, which kind of reminded you of like how quickly things can just, you imagine like just a world, like everything technically oh, yeah. could be zapped from you in a second and immediately like everything's out the window in terms of like what you maybe do for a living or mm-hmm. even this podcast, unless we get an AM transmission, like a radio uh, transmitter, we'd have to like communicate, which I was thinking about when, when I lost the service, I was like, what if we go down and we can't do story archives or we can't do a show anymore? Like we should get like a radio uh, signal. That's just, we always have a signal out there. So like if something happens, like, hey, you can tune in. 24-7 broadcast of our episodes on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how feasible that is. It'd probably be hella yeah, we're expensive. Get, we'll, we'll have to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to get called out. But, you know, it would be good, like an insurance plan. Like, hey, you know, we got a, you know, <laughs> pirate radio type yeah. of thing. I don't know. I wonder how many people would want to listen in to Story Archives if, you know, the entire, uh, you know, just internet went down. Well, I've got, I've got ideas. Like, it, it wouldn't be this show as it is, but like, it would be a different type of show that we would do if that gotcha. would occur. I have them down. I'm not going to share what those ideas are. Flying but those, some pigeons they're, back they're and ideas. forth for some notes there, eh? <laughs> yeah well it would probably be a solo show at that point and we would just have to communicate or you'd have to like come down here i'd go up there but yeah you know, but it would be a show nonetheless you know for sure hey look um honestly best episode of the season so far yeah i think it's i think it's great um it's got me looking forward to to the next one how many episodes were in this show is it nine I don't know. I, I got to look it up, but um, it's it's not a it's not a high amount. I will say yeah. this: it's the one of the first few times that I am listening or watching a show and hating the fact that Apple releases this weekly. So, <laughs> it, like as I finished this episode, I was like, "Dang, 
this is the like one of the few times where I just wish I had four episodes to watch to see what's going to happen next. But yeah. no, got to wait till Friday. That's for sure. Or Thursday. Or Thursday, if you know the story archives trick. That, so Yeah, true. All right. Yeah. Any, uh, uh, <laughs> any closing thoughts on the episode before we wrap things up? Nope. I've done a summary. I've done a... Yeah. I've done a political bringing it home to the modern day. Uh, I've, you know, we've talked about uh, comparing the show to, to others. We've, you know, we've talked about all the characters. <laughs> we I, I think, I think we've covered everything. just about everything. Who is your favorite character of the episode? Oh, man. It's, it's honestly like a three-way tie on this one. Uh, maybe four-way tie because I really liked uh, A.M. Westgate as well. I, okay. I, I have a hard time picking anybody on this one. Maybe Rosie. But Bucky, it's hard not to love Bucky in this episode, man. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it it is a good episode for him. Uh, I I I'm not my favorite character, but I did think that the uh, the German that was um, interrogating him to some degree was was interesting. It's just that typical German, that blonde haired. He looks like the kid from Dark. A little bit, yeah. They they kind of just have that yeah. have the same look, very similar. That's it's like the <laughs> caricature of like it's just like your caricature German Nazi representation. Like that's just oh, yeah. always that guy. Yeah, he fits. He fits the mold. Oh, so do well. like the you like the baseball, Mister Bucky? Well, that that I mean, Would and you? then they all have the the blonde hair, blue eyes thing. You know, ha- gotta have that. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, any favorite scene? <sighs> man, I I'll be honest, man. I just love the whole episode. Like as as a whole, I just love the whole thing. I know it's a cop out, but it's definitely just <laughs> the best episode. Like there wasn't a part of the episode I wasn't uh, keyed in on. You know? Yeah, and I don't. I won't narrow it down to like a, a single scene, but I did like the the bit where we were tracking along with Bucky and just kind of like seeing his journey in the different stages through this episode. Like, I mean, there there were other things going on. I found that a little more more intriguing than Crosby's stuff. I mean, it was that was interesting, but I mean, Crosby wasn't you know on the front line, uh, you know, being arrested, beaten up, buried alive and so on. Yeah. So Bucky's was, it was incredible because you mean, you have like the exciting adventure of what Bucky's going through. And then you have kind of like this calm, peaceful side of what Crosby and just showing you the different sides of the war, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you, you mentioned my favorite line of the episode, which was, um, I forget her name, but what she said to Crosby, uh, in the room talking about how you know his his friend's deaths aren't on him it's you know oh, yeah, Adolf's yeah. fault um I thought that was that was a pretty impactful line yeah my my favorite line was Crosby's at the end when you're kind of having this whole montage and he says we told each other all kinds of stories some were true most were not it didn't matter tall tales music laughter good Irish whiskey we all needed something to help us climb back into that plane and do it all again I yeah. mean that was just about as good of a line as you can get that's a great so, way to close it out. Makes me want to drink some Irish whiskey. I gotta go pick, pick right? some up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's close this one out. All right. Let's do oh, it. Oh, let me uh, say let me say a few things before we uh, go here. Sure. Um, I ju- I just dropped a solo episode, True Detective Megapod. I did episodes two through six on that. So if you've watched the series or you haven't, catch up, check it out. I think you'll enjoy that a lot. Uh, of course, you know we're covering Masters of the Air, so stay tuned for as we close out that series and we're also covering constellation on apple tv an incredibly confusing show that is intriguing nonetheless and the way episode three ends intrigues you even more so uh join us for that ride and as always thanks for tuning in all right well thank you for listening to this episode of masters of the air by story archives 
You can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, Apple and Spotify podcasts. You can visit us on YouTube at Soapbox Podcast Network. Our website is soapbox.house. You can email us at contact at soapbox.house. If you want to support us, you can support us on Patreon. And then we do have a link in the description below to sign up for our quarterly newsletter. Awesome. See you guys next time. Peace. Peace.